Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. This episode is all about expansion. We sort of have an idea of what expansion is. We expand in every moment through every experience to a new level of clarity and awareness and move closer to understanding who we truly are. But there is differences in expansion. Of course, you can expand in fear, exploring the inauthentic self, or expand in love, exploring who you truly are and moving further on your journey of self-discovery. In this episode, Joshua explains exactly what is the most effective way to perceive ourselves in order to expand as we intended prior to our birth. So I think you'll find this one really interesting. There's a lot of great stuff and a lot of great questions there. We're going to start a new alignment course as part of the Ascension Experience. It'll start in about three weeks from now. And if you would like more information about that, please visit theteachingsofjoshua.com and check on the Ascension Experience, the first course there's alignment. Also, we are offering a coupon code for this one, so the code is 50OFF if you sign up in the next week or so. Um, also, we have a new event. We're going to be doing the fourth annual Joshua Retreat. That'll be in October. And if you'd like more information about that, please email me at garybodley at gmail.com. And of course, remember to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and leave a review. The reviews are the best thing you could do. So if you can figure out how to leave a review, that would really help us. So we thank you for everything you do and enjoy this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. We're all here on a journey of self-discovery, but you don't really know why you're here and what self-discovery is all about. You come into physical reality and you forget who you are from the non-physical perspective. And so you set upon a trajectory for this journey of self-discovery and all self-discovery is made through this idea called expansion. It's interesting to say that expansion is quite different than innovation or improvement or in getting better than it was or in changing conditions or any of these things. So the entire universe is expanding from the macro level to the micro level, the galaxies are expanding, the solar system's expanding, and even your body is expanding. And you could see this when the cells of your body came together in your mother's womb, and they divided and multiplied and divided and multiplied. And eventually at some point you entered the embryo and you began your journey of self-discovery in a physical form. You grew and grew and grew, and at some point you were born into this reality, and you started your path. That path, then, is one of expansion. Expansion is a state of growth towards more. It could be more love, or it could be more fear, it doesn't matter. It's expanding towards something more, but not something better, or not something more improved, necessarily. Just something more. And so the universe is designed for the new and the more. The law of attraction is bringing things to you and all of that is new. As you expand, you become a vibrational match to that which is new. And with each experience, you expand your consciousness as well as your physicality, your power, your clarity, your ability to love and express yourself. All these things are expanding. But it is not such that it is getting better and better and better. While, of course, it is, it is not necessarily designed for that. It's designed for the expansion. And the expansion, you could also say, is evolution. You come into this physical reality, you have a brand new, unique perspective that has never been able to be perceived before. Only you can perceive your life in your way from your perspective. And so each experience adds to this tapestry of all that is, and that is the expansion, the expansion of the records, the expansion of the fabric of all that is, the expansion of knowledge and experience and different emotions and different things that are happening and different innovations and different problems and all kinds of different things are happening. It's all the new of it. Whether it's good or bad is determined by your personal set of judgments and from your perspective, you could say one thing's good while another person says that same exact thing is bad. So when you look at any experience, you're looking at it from two sides or three sides or multiple sides. And every person looking at that experience will have a unique perspective because each consciousness can only see something from its perspective. And when you go through any experience, you expand from that, which implies that the previous 
version of you that was without that expansion could be seen as incomplete or not good enough or not worthy enough or imperfect in some way. Now, this is not the truth of it all. So if you're perceiving that things are getting better in your life, you might look back at previous times in your life and saying things were worse back then or things were not as good as they are now or I didn't have this amount of money or I didn't have this kind of career or this relationship. Or you could say that things were better back then because you might have felt younger and more vital and more interested in life and had more of a zest of life. And so what you do from your perspective is you compare your present state to a future state that includes some ideal and some worry and to a past state that includes some regret and some resentment and some some nostalgia for that time period. And so from your perspective then, you are looking at your life and the world and all the events and all these things that are going on as if they're imperfect in some way. And so this idea of imperfection when you say, well, we can get better than this, we can improve this. So this situation that we have right now is imperfect and we want to improve it to make it perfect. But you must understand there's no such thing as imperfection within the system. The system is perfect because everything in the system is based in love and love is perfect. This present moment that you're existing in right now will be a moment in time that can never be repeated because the universe seeks the new. It can't continue with what was had before or experienced before or created before. It's always seeking the new. Yet that does not imply that the present moment is imperfect in any way. The present moment is always perfect and all previous present moments were perfect as well. They were perfect as the vibrational manifestation of whatever those people or that consciousness was wanting to or needing to experience at that time. As you move forward, you will have new experiences. You will have new ideas, maybe new creations. These things are only available to you in the new moment. They were never available to you in any previous moment because the vibration of the new was not possible in any previous moment. The previous moments were experiencing their newness back then. Now, humans look at everything on a linear timeline because this is part of the fabric of this reality, time and space. And so you will tend to look in the past or imagine something in the future and say it was better or worse. And this is, of course, the state of duality. Duality exists, of course, within the present moment as you perceive something to be good or bad. But it also exists in your perception of the future or the past. If you perceive that anything is other than perfect, you will realize that you must be looking at it from the perspective of the victim. The victim seeks improvement, and this is part of the design of physical reality. The creator seeks expansion, and this is simply another way of looking at what is actually happening in this reality. Improvement means that what exists now is less than or imperfect in some way. Expansion means that what exists now is absolutely perfect, but the new will come in future moments and change will occur in those future moments to create something new, but no more or less perfect than the present moment. The present moment is perfect for all those who are experiencing the present moment. The present moment, this moment now, would not be of benefit to anyone in future moments because all the experience that needs to be had in this moment is being had. Once that moment is done, a new moment occurs faster than you could possibly imagine, billions and billions and trillions and trillions of times a second, moment by moment by moment, change, 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 new, 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 more experience, more growth, more expansion. The human, because the human is such a high level of consciousness, can create a perception of reality that is either aligned with the truth or with the illusion. From the perspective of the victim, which is the illusion, the victim perceives that the present moment is flawed in some way and needs to be changed. This perception spurs 
the human to take action to make changes. If there's fear involved, this perspective from the victim will cease any action, will cause the human not to act. In fact, will cause the human to freeze like a deer in the headlights. By utilizing this perspective of the victim, the human experiences a highly limited experience of life. Now, the human is not always living in victimhood. The human does receive inspiration from time to time and does act on some of that inspiration. The more free, abundant, and limitless you are, the more you'll act on inspiration. But generally, the human who's licking himself from the victim, which means that he perceives that outside conditions and influences and people can make him feel something or make her feel something. This is not the truth of the system. The system is designed for the experiencer, the consciousness, to choose a perception of reality, choose a perspective that is either true or false. Without understanding your emotional guidance system, you will assume that outside conditions can make you feel something. So you will protect yourself from any condition that could cause you to feel negative emotion, which is like protecting yourself from any time you're looking at the illusion without knowing there's anything other than that illusion. So therefore, the victim who's living in fear only knows fear, only knows limitation, has no examples of living in love, living another approach to life, living in limitlessness. Yet, who the human is in the non-physical is this magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. So imagine being a pure positive being of love and acceptance, but doesn't really understand what that is and has no other way to learn more about this level of power and, and self-sovereignty and worthiness and completeness and perfection without seeing the other side of that coin. Therefore, physical reality is created for all these experiences. And so humanity, which is driving itself forward to love, through desiring change and improvement is doing so through effort and struggle, is doing so through suffering and discontentment and dissatisfaction, is highly limited but can't see its own limitations, is always perceiving the illusion when in fact the illusion is not true, but is so pervasive that there's no way for the human to see itself out. But somewhere in there, the human finds this feeling of being stuck. Now imagine a system where everything is moving forward, everything is changing billions of times a second. There is no way to stay static in any form. You cannot actually be stuck, but you have this feeling of stuckness. And in this feeling of stuckness, the human wants to change things, wants to move things around, wants to shake things up, wants to create a little chaos here, wants to get out of that feeling, that, that uneasy feeling of being stuck. But that feeling of being stuck comes from the from not being aware of how the system actually works. And so you have invited us in through your desire to get yourselves unstuck. You have said must be a better way. And in that asking, in that question, you have brought forth this information and other teachers to illuminate the truth of this reality. And the truth of this reality is simply that you're the creator of it. You've always been the creator of it. You've never not been the creator of it. You're a limitless being, and yet you have no idea what's going on here because your eyes and ears and physical senses tell you a story that is not quite true. It's simply a story that conf confirms your belief system or your mental construct. That mental construct was given to you by others living within the illusion. And so generations after generations and generations after those living in the illusion teach their young the illusion, and those teach their young the illusion, and generations buy into this illusion, the illusion becomes stronger and stronger and stronger, and yet there are moments of what you would call miracles or synchronicities or things that just don't make sense that are popping out left and right, left and right, left and right to drive you forward to this understanding of what's really happening here, which is love. The fear is the illusion. The fear is the limitation. The fear is not true. The fear is what's been taught to you, but you can unlearn this illusion. 
you can start to see the truth. Now, you can't see the truth overnight because you'll have to get out of this illusion or rise above it to some degree. But those of you who are on this call now or listening at a later date have asked for information that would lead you out of the illusion to the truth. Before you do that, you have to understand the grand design of this system of physical reality, why you're here, why it's here, what it's designed to do. It's designed to move you forward. You cannot stay still. It's not possible. Everything in your physical reality is designed to keep you moving forward. You get hungry, so you have to go and find food. You have desires, so you are urged to manifest those desires. You have been living this life based in this ideology that success and fame and fortune and and all these things are tied to abundance and freedom, which is not true. Imagine believing that more money would give you more freedom. And so you exchange freedom to work in a job that you're not satisfied with, that doesn't bring you any joy, 80 hours a week, day after day after day, commuting there, being in that place, doing that same thing over and over and over again, just to get money that you think will give you freedom. And what does it give you? It gives you imprisonment. It gives you limitation. Now, there's nothing wrong with this at all. There's nothing wrong with any of this at all. But those of you who have come here now who are seeking more information need to understand how the system actually works and who you truly are before you can get a handle on deliberate creation. You are seeking something more. The something more you are seeking is based in the illusion. It's not true. It's based in the programming that you received. It's not true. What you want is to express your love, to expand, and to grow to understand who you truly are. This is a journey of self-discovery. On this journey of self-discovery, you'll have to let go of what you've been programmed to believe. It is perfect for those who are going through it, but it is not perfect for you anymore. That is something that you've gone through enough. You've had enough of that, and this is why you're here now, because you've asked this question. There must be something more. There must be a better way. And you've brought forth us through Gary to explain to you exactly how this works. So you have to understand that you're in a system that is expanding and that you're expanding and you're part of the system and that there is no holding on or resisting the movement forward. You will go through these experiences, some which you might be fearful of because you have limiting beliefs, but without those limiting beliefs, all the expansion would be pure joy without you needing to control your destiny or your journey of self-discovery, all the expansion would be had in joy. And this is what you intended prior to your birth. That pre-birth intention vibrates within you and is calling you to discover who you are. In the discovery of who you are, you will process a lot of limiting beliefs. You will process a lot of your fears. You'll analyze these fears. You'll receive more inspiration. You'll move on a journey that gives you more clarity. And you'll have to opt out of the system that you were taught and lean into the system that actually exists. The system is based in love. It is perfect. In that system, when you are aligned with it and flowing with it easily and effortlessly, you will experience joy. Joy is your indication that you're seeing the truth of this reality. Negative emotion is the indication that you're looking at the illusion. As you move from having lots of up and down emotions all day long to becoming calm, serene, balanced, and in harmony with the system, you will ignite something within you. You will ignite the essence of who you truly are, the power of who you truly are. The abilities that you chose to come with into this reality will start to come online. You'll start to Spend less attention on the distractions that are there for those who are living in fear. You will opt out of those distractions. You will not be concerned with them or bothered by them or even interested in them. They will start to have different meaning for you than they do for the rest of the population. You will look on everything with ease from this higher perspective of love, of understanding, of compassion, of empathy, and you will realize that at the center of it all is the power that exists within your heart, 
within your solar plexus. This energy that is beaming from you, this attractive energy that can now be focused in a new way. The victim focuses on themselves. What do they need? What do they want? What are they not getting? What do they need to change? How can they improve? How can they control more? How can they get what they want from their conditions? The creator reverses that opinion, reverses that approach and says, I am the source of this reality. I am the source of love in this reality. I am going to turn my attention away from what I think I need at the center of this reality. And how can I express love to the entire reality? When you make that shift from the victim to the creator, you ignite that power within you to flow from you towards every aspect of your reality. And every aspect of your reality then expands to more love, more joy. Now, from the human perspective, you may say that improves, but it was always there. That's the rub. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I have a question, Joshua. Gabriella. Yeah. Um, in the forgiveness meditation, and I quote, it says, forgive me for the pain and suffering I have inflicted in others and in myself. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my trespasses. Forgive me for anything I have done in this life and in all the lives I've ever lived. End of quote. So if now we were to believe that everything is right and we cannot create in another's reality and we cannot make anyone feel anything, then I'm confused as to what am I asking forgiveness for? And in the teachings of Joshua, what is a sin? What is considered a sin? That phrase was designed for that person who is asking for forgiveness. The process of forgiveness exists not within simply the being that you are now, the elevated, enlightened being that exists at this time, who understands fully that they are the creator of their reality, that everything is perfect, that they never ever did anything wrong, that they cannot do anything wrong, that it is not possible to do anything wrong. That perspective of the creator has already gone through the forgiveness process. The forgiveness process is from the vestiges or the remnants of the old self who perceived themselves as the victim, who could do things wrong, who could be bad, who could commit sin. The creator appreciates every aspect of its existence, its past, its future, its present moment. The creator recognizes that every event that ever happened in this life and any past life had to happen on their journey of self-discovery. If that event did not happen, they would not have made it to this point where they perceive themselves as the creator. In order to get to this point, the being who's gone through all those lives in this life has carried the baggage of guilt with them, who's believed certain things based on dogmas and religion and society's justification of what's good and bad. That is contained within the being, the vibration of the being, who is ascending to the discovery of themselves as the creator of the reality. The ascension cannot be made without the forgiveness process. In essence, forgiveness is transmuted through gratitude. I am grateful for all those things that I did to harm others and for them playing their part, their role in that experience. I am grateful for all those who did such and such to me and for them to being co-creative conspirators in the experiences that I needed to come along on my journey of ascension. But before you get to this realization that you are the creator, you have to do a little work there. Move a little of that emotional baggage around, of that contempt that's in there somewhere, of that resentment that's in there somewhere, of that regret, of that guilt. 
That's all in there somewhere, and that's part of your vibration exists. That's moving out of your body, and those of you who have been actively engaged in the forgiveness process might be seeing some aspects of your body flare up. You might be having a little bit of aches and pains and sneezes and sniffles and little cold-like, flu-like symptoms, ascension symptoms, because you are reconciling with this two parts of yourself. The non-physical part of yourself you can see is clear and clean and fresh and, and free from fear. And the physical version of you, especially past physical versions of you, had guilt and shame, distrust, animosity, anxiety, resentment, regrets. All this was kept within your body, conflicting with the version of you that is true, not affecting it, not slowing it down, not deteriorating it in any, any way, but mixed in with that vibration of love is this vibration of fear is this vibration of guilt, is this old baggage that must be cleansed. And the forgiveness meditation is one part of that forgiveness process that will lead you out of all that baggage that's weighing you down and limiting you towards the clarity to see that everything was perfect. But how could you see that everything's perfect if you still hold resentment? So you have to come to some part where you say, okay, this person who I believed harmed me in some way I now see them from this higher perspective where in the non-physical, we are bound together, eternally linked in love. We know each other perfectly. And they choose to come down with me into this experience, into this life and physical reality to play a role that would allow me to move my, along my journey of self-discovery. If that event hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here now. I would be living some other life. That event was crucial to my journey of self-discovery. I couldn't have done it without this event happening to shake up my belief system. Maybe it caused me to perceive myself as a victim and that was untenable because I inherently am the creator and so this inner conflict rubbed together, caused friction and birthed a desire to learn more about who I truly am, to go on this journey of self-discovery, to be more consciously aware, to think differently, to to do something that could make sense of why I'm feeling all these emotions. So the victim looks at this person and says, you were bad and wrong and I wish you never existed. The creator looks at the person and says, this is the most loving thing that any being could ever do for another being. I appreciate you. I send you love and gratitude. I witness, am a witness to your sacrifice that was made in order to help me. You see how the creator is able to transmute all the pain from resentment into gratitude. So creates this movement, this healing process of stored emotional pain and trauma that's in the body, that is the cause of all dis-ease in the body, and creates a healing pathway towards acceptance and love through gratitude and appreciation. When you can look back at anyone in your life who you believe caused you pain, a parent, and then you can see them from a new perspective. From the non-physical, you got together, you said, you come in, you'll be the father, you be the mother, I'll be the child, you be the sister, you be the brother, you be the aunt and the uncle, you come in and you will have this mental construct and I will pop in there and I will trigger all kinds of limiting beliefs and you will do things out of fear and I'll do things out of fear and we will have these experiences together that will help all of us grow and expand. Won't this be fun? Won't this be exciting? I can't wait to do it. Oh, it'll be so cool. And then from you come in from the human perspective and you look at the situation, you say, no, you're bad and wrong and I wish you never existed and I need to protect myself from people like you. And then you just play around with this inauthentic version of yourself trying to control conditions. And then finally you say, I could never control the conditions. Something has to be available to help me here. Why am I feeling all these emotions? How come I'm so sensitive emotionally? And then you come on this journey and then you can now, from where you are now, look back and say, 
oh, I get it now. I get it. You played your part. You did everything you agreed to do. Thank you. Thank you for that. And then I can forgive you. I can forgive you not by getting you off the hook, not by getting myself off the hook, but by expressing gratitude. I am grateful to you. Yeah. That process of forgiveness over a period of time releases all that trauma, releases all that stored, trapped, negative emotion, eases the body, reduces the inner conflict, and then allows you to rise out of the illusion that they were wrong or you were wrong and into the truth of this situation. Those who wish to hold grudges and hold resentments and, and not truly be grateful to others who impacted their lives from their perspective in a negative way are doing it in a form of fear and control. Just control. I will not forgive you because I don't want this to happen again. If I forgive you, then I become vulnerable to this horrible thing happening again. Well, that's from the perspective of the victim. From the perspective of the creator, the creator realizes, oh, I created this. I created this. And this event, while painful at the time, because I had a lot of limiting beliefs and I felt like I was a victim, at the time, I needed this experience. And look at where I am now and look at where I'm going to go and look at how I'm going to treat others and how my children are going to evolve out of this, out of this perpetuation of fear that's been going on through generations and is within the DNA of, of that family. That stops here and now. No longer do I resent, regret, or, res or hold grudges against anyone or anything. I set it free. I set myself free. I set them free through gratitude and appreciation. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joshua. That really helps. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question, have a Joshua. Question, Joshua. Yes, Jerry. Which <clears> one? <throat> ah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry one and then Jerry two. Okay. Who's Jerry uh, one? Who's Jerry one? Jerry with a J or Jerry with a G? You'll figure that out. Yeah, uh, I'll jump in. Um, so uh, I'm just going to kind of read it, and I'm not quite sure how to formulate this, but if if we know that our, our desired potential is to be as, as true to our inner selves as possible, but we can only ach achieve a fraction of who we truly are, like I think we said 1%, what does the other 99.9% .9 look like, and what is my guiding light here in the physical that to help me move forward now that I've given up goal setting. We will clarify that statement. We have said before that as you exist now, as high vibrational as you are, you are but a small fraction of who you are in the non-physical. Yet that is the system of this reality is to go on this journey where you come into the fullness of being who you truly are, the authentic self. The authentic self exists in physical reality as it would in the non-physical, as a blended being with the inner self. The human self has fears and doubts and limiting beliefs and is moved through experiences often based in fear, often based in doubt, often based in limitation, often based in the belief structure, the mental construct that says, I'm not worthy, I'm not good, this is not possible. I don't have enough time or money. I can't do this. I can't do that. But that is expanding. And you can see right now, look at your life. Your life now is far more free, far more abundant, far more satisfying, far more interesting than someone who lived 100 years ago. So the movement is towards more and more and more and more. You're living a new approach to life where you're looking at yourself from a higher perspective and you're perceiving that you're the creator of your reality. Though, how much do you really perceive of that to be true? Certainly more now than you did before. And so you're having more experiences in joy. You're looking at things from a higher perspective. Things are easier. You are more in harmony with the system and aligned with your inner self. You're receiving more inspiration. You're doing things you're inspired to do more so now 
than you were in the past. And you're letting go of ideals and attachments to outcomes that you used to hold on rigidly as a way to control other people's perspective of you, other people's perception of you. So you're getting that off, getting it off, and just by this new level of awareness, you're expanding in more love, in more alignment, and exponentially more authentically. You're worried less about what people think or by keeping secrets or by controlling or building barriers or all these things. So you're becoming more authentic, more authentic. But you don't want to be any more connected to your inner self or any more of a version of that inner self in physical reality until you're ready. So you like the process. The process is this downward stream that's carrying you towards everything you truly want. In the past, you were fighting the stream. Maybe you were paddling upstream or trying to eradicate any boulders that were in the stream and not paying attention to the view and the beauty that was around you. You were resisting this movement that's eventually pulling you towards more love and more authenticity and more truth. You're letting go of that now. So you're you're easing down that stream while others are still fighting around you. You don't need to save them or help them. Or All you are is this example cruising down the stream in ease and joy, looking at the scenery. And the other people who are fighting and battling and peddling upstream are like, Jerry knows something. Look how easy this is for him. He's just cruising downstream. While others will say, why is he going that way? All the good stuff is upstream. He should be paddling harder. He should be working harder. He should be efforting. He should be complaining more and paying attention to his portfolio and the news of the world and all these things that don't mean anything to you anymore. You've given that up. And so you've turned around and coasted downstream and you're coasting downstream while others are paddling upstream still. Yet the old Jerry might've said, Hey, turn that thing around. Just follow me, follow me, follow me. And now you're saying, Oh no, no. You're gaining some strength and muscle and expansion by paddling upstream. Of course, it's not where you truly want to go, but, but at some point, you're going to give up that paddle upstream. So you're expanding to limitlessness from that 1% to the 2% and 3%. And, and maybe we were saying before that you could look at someone in your society who's living at 5%. That's the most limitless person you can think of living, doing things that previous generations would think is impossible for one person to do and realize that that's your only example. And yet we were trying to point out that that example is still limited. And that person who's living at this greater level of clarity and an abundance and freedom is still living in the illusion and is still having fears and still has limiting beliefs and still has a mental construct that's tying them to behavioral and belief patterns that are not serving him or her. Imagine you giving all that up. You giving up that mental construct of what's right and wrong and good and bad. You don't necessarily think that that's as bad as you once thought it or even that that's as good as you once thought it. And so you're pulling it all in now to this zero choice point, this zero choice point where you don't need to make goals because how could you make goals when you're going to expand to a new version of you in five minutes? So imagine you write a list of goals right now. You write 10 goals out. They're obsolete in five minutes because you've expanded to a new version of yourself. So now you got to write a whole new 10 goals because those goals were for the past version of you. Another five minutes pass, you got to, so you'll be constantly running these goals, goals, goals. You wake up tomorrow, oh, new goals, new goals. You see, the victim perceives that the moment now, the present moment is imperfect. So I need to do things to improve my life, my conditions. And those things will all be based on what's wrong with the conditions. So the victim is looking at what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong in an effort to improve, or we should say in control. What's wrong with my body? What's wrong with my relationship? What's wrong with my job? What's wrong with my car? What's wrong with the house? What's wrong with all these things? I've got to find out what's wrong so I can fix them or improve them to get better. Constantly getting better. Now, this is what drives humanity forward because without this, you wouldn't have the wheel or the light bulb or the TV or the computer or all the wonderful things that you have. 
But that's so much effort and struggle. Effort and struggle, effort and struggle. What if you had this radically new idea? You're perfect as you are, and those conditions, including all the people are perfect as they are in this moment, for what you need in this moment. If everything's perfect, you don't have to change anything. You don't have to control anything. You don't have to do anything. What, why would you do anything if the moment's perfect? There's nothing to fix. There's no problems. Everything's perfect. So without needing to control anything or without working towards any ideal you think is better than what you have now, without all that focus of attention, waste of time gone, guess what? You come down to the zero choice point. Everything's right now. Everything's perfect now. I'm in complete satisfaction now. I don't need anything more now. Everything is right. Boom, you open up to inspiration. Oh, that sounds like fun. That sounds interesting. That sounds like something I wanna do. That's where all positive love-based creation that's aligned with who you are in the non-physical comes from. When you're in the future or in the past or wishing things were different than they are, you can't get to that nucleus of creation. That zero choice point, that level of acceptance, pure acceptance, pure well-being, pure alignment, pure authenticity. If you think things have to change, that you have to be better than you are, can you really get to a point of pure acceptance where the ideas that are true to you, authentic to you can come from? Because if those ideas came to you and you're looking over here and thinking, I got to fix this thing, I got to do more, I got to be better, I got to change things, and that idea conflicts with what you believe needs to be done, you're never going to do it. It's going to be a waste of time. In fact, your ego is going to be like, why are you wasting your time doing this? This is stupid. It's not going to get you more money. It's not going to get you more prestige. It's not going to get you admiration from other people. Why are you doing it? Stop wasting your time. It makes no sense. Don't do this thing. So writing goals assumes that everything on your list does not exist now and that if you got them, you'd feel better or you'd see some improvement and that would make you feel better. Here's the point in this. You think it would make you feel better, but you can feel great right now. You can feel good right now. Now, what's preventing you from feeling good? Oh, looking at the problems, looking at the issues that are going on in the world, looking at how you want everyone in your life to be different than they are, of how you want yourself to be different than you are. That's your focus, bringing in negative emotion because it's the illusion. It doesn't feel good. And you want to change all that so that the conditions will make you feel good. Yet if you believe the conditions make you feel good, you're living in the illusion as the victim. Well, how do we say then, Joshua, everything's perfect? I know I don't have enough money in the bank. I know I don't have the relationship of my dreams. I know I don't have the body that is operating perfectly. I know I don't have the respected admiration that I so long for. You see? It's your perception of reality that's causing you to perceive anything's imperfect. The mental construct, the programming of your entire life, all that hogwash is distracting you from the perfection that exists now. If you were able to meditate, focus thought, live in appreciation and gratitude, not need anything to be different, then you start to hear it. Ping, 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 ping. Little drips of thought coming to you for the first time, coming to you. And we're not just talking about Jerry, of course. We're talking about all of you. When you release your attention to what's imperfect or wrong, you open up connection and communication to your inner self who will send you inspiration that will lead you to everything you truly want and as a side effect, everything you think you want if it's for your higher good on your journey of self-discovery. You can go from 1% to 5% to 10% to 20% to as far as you want to go in this lifetime. You can have, be, and get it all, but you don't know what it is until you get to that point of acceptance and connect to that inner self. Okay. Yeah. See, that that's that's clarity. It, it, I was taking it as the understanding that no matter what, we can only get to 3% or 4%. But what you're saying right now is that if we follow this path, that you can, you can achieve whatever you want, but you, but you have to follow that path. And even the people that are at 5 or 6 or 7% now they're just doing it unknowingly. 
They're just they've just reached it, right? With, without following that the system, without working within the system, they're working outside the system, struggling in effort to get that. Yes, most humans are living as victims and living in limitation, living in fear and limitation. There are outliers who have somehow gained a level of confidence that they can have and be and do whatever they want. Yet they still have limiting beliefs and are living in the illusion. They just think they're smarter, richer, more intelligent, more capable, luckier, or something. And they provide fantastic examples to the rest. But they're still having lawsuits, having fights, having divorces, having other issues. We're talking about a life that's perfectly well-rounded, where well-being flows to all corners of that life in perfect harmony with all other aspects of that life. Because we've said many times before, the life is you, not the individual in that human suit of cells and molecules and bacteria and enzymes and neurons. That's just your way you can move around. The entire reality is you. Your perception of all of it is you. And so when you can see yourself from a higher perspective, realizing who you exist in the non-physical exactly is who you exist here, but how much are you letting that in? That's up to you. That's your free will. Thank you for your question. Jerry's next. Jerry, number two. Um, okay. So this has happened a few times, most recently with my husband. I will be having a conversation or saying something. He responds back to me in a completely different nothing related to what I'm asking him. And I stopped most recently and I'm like, what's going on here? I ask again, the same thing, but I'm sensing frustration in his voice. And it's as almost like I'm speaking a completely different language and I'm pausing going, what is going on? I actually had to point at my computer and say, stop, look, as simple as that, but it's happened more than a few times. So I'm wondering, what is that? Have you ever believed that your ability to communicate through words was successful, was efficient, was authentic and honest and truthful? You are not really communicating through words. Several things are going on at the same time. Let's imagine that you are with your husband having the most fun that you've ever had ever. You're together, you're connected, you're focused on each other. What's really happening here is you're connected to your inner self and because you're feeling good, you're in alignment, that connection is very strong. He's connected to his inner self because he's feeling good, he's connected. He doesn't know that he's connected. He doesn't realize what's going on here. And your inner selves are, are connected to each other, purely. No static in that connection whatsoever. Perfect connection. So it's going from you to your inner self, down to his inner self, back to you, back to your, from your inner self to you. And the words and the communications and the facial expressions and the body language is all flowing authentically because you're in alignment. Whatever you say doesn't even matter. You're actually communicating on a telepathic means. People will look at body language and facial expressions and the words they use and say, well, that's what conveys meaning. But the meaning is really conveyed in the non-physical between your inner self and how much you're tapped into that your inner self and how much the other person's tapped in their inner self. If you're ever in a fight with someone, they can't get you and you can't get them and you can't understand why they don't get your side and get your point and you're not getting their point at all and they're making no sense and they sound like a crazy person, but to them, you sound like a crazy person too. And there's no communication because you're disconnected from your inner selves and you're actually connected to the fear consciousness and receiving urges and thoughts based in fear. There's no communication there. There's no harmony. There's no balance. There's nothing going on. If you're distracted because you think something should be different than it is, you're not aligned, you're not connected to your inner self, you're thinking something should be different than it is. If he's distracted thinking something should be different than it is, he's not connected either. Mm -hmm. So you might be perfectly aligned and he's out of alignment. No matter how aligned you are and what you say, if he's not having it because he's honorary or thinking about something else or worried about something else or feeling anxious in the moment or whatever it is, he can't hear you and that's okay because you can't change that. You don't want to change that. You want to let him have his experience. Now imagine that he's going through something, he's distracted, he's honorary, he's thinking about something else. You can't even tell because he's not showing it. He's not talking about it. He clams up. He doesn't want to discuss it, but he's thinking about it. He's tied into which stream of conscience, would you say? Fear. In fear, he doesn't have any access to you because you're in love, you see? 
Now, you're receiving love-based thoughts, and maybe some get through, maybe some don't. Maybe your patience and kindness in the moment will allow him to redirect his attention back onto you and back onto what he loves and what he appreciates and start to receive more of that consciousness of love that's coming from his inner self. Then maybe there'll be something you say that brings him into it, but maybe not. You could say, listen, honey, I love you. If he's in fear, he's going to take that as, oh yeah, you want my attention or you want something from me. That's why you're saying it. Completely opposite of what you intended to say. But you have to understand that he's looking at his reality, which intersects with you and your reality, through this lens. And when he's in fear, that lens is cloudy and foggy and it's not clear. And he doesn't know what you're saying or what you're trying to get at or, or what your motivations are. He's in defense mode, protection. When you are sharing a problem with him, when everyone's sharing a problem with their mate, the mate goes into defense mode often because they perceive that they didn't do enough to give you the perfect life, to make you happy all the time. You just want to share what's happening. You just have this sense that sharing what's happening, getting it off your chest, will get it out into the open and maybe you can find some solution. Of course, that's based in fear, but that's part of the whole process of this. And he might react by saying, oh, if I was better, this wouldn't be a problem. Or if I was different, or if I had more money, or look, she's having a problem at work. Why, why does she even go to work? I have enough money, I, I can pay for the whole thing. Why is she putting herself through this? He's not actually caring about you at that moment. He's in fear himself, and he doesn't like that negative emotion that he feels because it's triggering a limiting belief that he has some mental construct about what it means to be a husband or a man or whatever, blah, 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 that's built on eons and eons and eons and eons of programming after programming through childhood after childhood after childhood, gets to this level in front of you. You're just stating something that's happening in your life. You're expressing yourself, and he's taking it to mean that there's something about him that needs to be different than it is based on a limiting belief. Guess what? You have no control over anyone else's limiting beliefs. You only have control over your limiting beliefs. So here's what happens. You're communicating something. He can't hear you. He doesn't hear you. It seems weird. Now you sink into that consciousness of fear. Why isn't he listening to me? Why doesn't he care about what I'm saying? Why can't he get me? Why does he understand me? Why does he want to talk about this subject? You get in this consciousness of fear and you receive urges and those urges cause you to be impatient at best or to lash out at worst. Now imagine if you were able to do this. You say something to him, he doesn't respond, he doesn't get it, and you say, oh, he's just dealing with something now. He just tied into that consciousness of fear. That's okay, I'll wait. He'll come out of it, something will happen. I don't need to change him right now. He'll process that internally somehow and he'll be back to his happy self in some time. But if you try to dance around like a cheerleader, come on, honey, think positively, focus on what I'm doing here, it's all good, everything's gonna work out, don't worry about it. Well, while he's in fear, guess what thoughts come to him? This is nonsense. Why is she being all wooey-wooey in front of me? What is she talking about here? Oh, it's just her being her again. Okay, those are the thoughts. Now, if he's in alignment and love, He's understanding it. He's getting it. He's listening to this stuff. He's interested in what you have to say. He's excited by your feeling better and thinking higher and, and raising your own vibration. Guess what? As you raise your vibration, he'll raise his vibration as well because he's in your reality. There's no accident he's with you. But there's a process that he has to go through too because it's going to feel uncomfortable, these changes. Feeling good after feeling bad for so long feels uncomfortable. You got to get used to it. When's the next shoe going to drop? I can't believe I'm this happy. Nothing in the conditions is making me feel happy. I'm just feeling happy. Usually I'm relying on the stock market to go up or a check to come in the mail or buying this thing. Those things aren't happening and yet I'm still feeling good. I'm still feeling happy. What's happening to me? It feels uncomfortable. And so he'll try to distract himself. There's no reason to feel this good. Nothing is out there in my conditions making me feel good. I just feel good. He feels good because you're raising your vibration and that's lifting all boats. He feels good, but it's strange. And so he'll be distracted for a while. All of your mates, all of your friends, all your family, all of those close to you will be distracted for a while. They'll have a little resistance to feeling good and then they'll let go. They'll let go because they'll get used to it and then they'll appreciate it and then they'll want to keep it. How do they keep feeling good? 
they don't look at the bad so much. They think more positive thoughts, a great first start. They are in less fear. They are less worried about the future. There's no conflict going on in the house anymore because you're not sticking down in that consciousness of fear and you're not acting on urges to change him. So if you're accepting him more, he's gonna feel better. If he's not used to feeling better, he's gonna have an adjustment period there. And if you're not on the same page of communication, it's because you're coming in at a higher vibration. And like anything, when a higher vibrational information comes and someone's at a lower vibration, they can't get there. They can't reach that thought. It's not possible. It's gone. Those of you who are fortunate to have mates that are interested in these teachings, that's wonderful. But the vast majority of you have mates that aren't interested in this. So if you were to ask them to sit down and read a perception of reality, they would not understand a single word because they're not at that vibration. They're at a different vibration. You will be moving your vibration higher and higher and higher as you continue to do this work. You will have access to new thoughts. You'll want to share those thoughts with people. Those people probably aren't around. They're probably here in this community and you can share them on Facebook and you can interact with them however you like to, but they're probably not around in the house where you live or in the town where you live. And so you can bring it down a little bit, make it a little softer, a little easier, and not worry if they can't get it right away. You do your work, you become your example of alignment, you offer empathy and appreciation and gratitude and kindness for where they are, and you allow them to go on their journey without needing to control or change them in any way, complete acceptance, and then always get to that zero point choice and say, okay, there's nothing bad going on here, everything's fine, everything's perfect, and then clarity will come. And this answer, this exact answer that we just said to you, can come to you directly. You don't even need us. You get to that point of acceptance, expect it to come. And you'll say, oh, now that makes sense. Okay, excellent. You're all raising your vibration. You're all expanding to higher levels of vibration. You're doing this because you're letting go of what you thought was wrong or bad. You're accepting more of it as right and good. You're choosing to see yourself and everyone else from a higher perspective. You're realizing how the system works. You're on this journey of expansion. You can't stop expansion. You're seeking the new. But when you realize that everything's perfect now, that you're perfect now, then you can live in the zero choice point where you accept, accept who you are as perfect, accept what you've lived through as perfect, accept where you're going as perfect, accept that all the forces of the universe are working perfectly and everything is moving towards the new. You want the new because the new is expansion. It's not more perfect, it's an expanded version of perfection. And with that, we are complete. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you so much. Thank you. They're going to a whole new level here, and we're really starting to talk about this idea of neutrality. And in the next few weeks, there'll be much more uh, understanding about what neutrality really is. It's not apathy. Neutrality is actually the highest form of love. And in neutrality, in the present moment, you get into this zero-point choice, which is this new phrase that's been talked about here, and it is the point of pure creation. So we're able to get into that zero choice point when we reach this idea of neutrality, but in order to do that, we have to process our limiting beliefs and understand why we have certain preferences and certain desires and realize that some of the things we think we want are not what we truly want. So we get all into this state of alignment with who we truly are. That conversation is gonna be moved forward in the next few weeks or so, and is really part of the Ascension experience as we're getting into the later stages of that. The Extension Experience is a set of 13 four-week courses that are ending up in this understanding of what deliberate creation is. Deliberate creation is this ability to create everything you truly want from a pure energetic standpoint called the zero, point, zero choice point. So that's getting really interesting and the and as we get into the Extension Experience, it's getting more and more into that. So this, this course is really amazing. Uh, check that out at the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Click on the Ascension Experience, and the first course is Alignment. We've had quite a few people go through 
um, all the stages. We're up to the ninth or tenth course right now, which is romantic relationships. But it all starts with alignment. And if you'd like to sign up for that, we'll start a new one in a couple weeks. The coupon code that we're offering for the next week is 50 off. That'll give you $50 off. Uh, also, please uh, join our Friends of Joshua Facebook group. We get together there and there's, you know, share a lot of things that we're doing. And so uh, that's private just for us. So click on that and we'll let you in. If you have any other questions for me or anything you'd like to say, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And we have a retreat coming up in October that is very limited in space. So if you're interested, send me an email about that as well. So have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye.